0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
1: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz,
3: Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. Okay, so this week I am back in my hometown, which um, is always an interesting experience. So I grew up in Portland, Maine, and spent the first 18 years of my life here, and also spent the first 18 years of my life constantly dreaming of a way out and I think this probably happens to everybody but like as you get older and get like move away or whatever your your hometown starts to get its charm back and when you go back and visit it's there's this nostalgia attached to it but it's also a complex emotion and I have this song with Will J that I wrote um and he released it it's called Homesick and the chorus is I'm homesick in my hometown because everything feels so different now it all changed I don't know why, but then again, so did I. And I really, really love that song. You guys should go check it out. He's an incredible singer and it's a very special song, but hometowns are complicated. Like, I don't know if I've ever had a more love, hate relationship with anything in my life. And I was so excited to come back this week because it's my brother's wedding. Super fucking pumped for that. But I haven't been home in like a year and a half because of COVID and It might not seem like it because they're both on the east side of the country, but Maine is really far. It's hard to get to. There's no nonstop flights. I usually fly into Boston and then have to drive. And then my dad's in northern Maine, so it's like five hours from Boston. It's this whole thing. And so when I go, I can't just like go for a weekend. I have to go for like a long period of time. So I'm here for a week, actually over a week, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's Sam's first time, uh, not meeting not meeting my family, but meeting my whole family. And it's his first time here as well. So getting to show him around this town is really cool. I mean, you hear a lot like, high school is the best days of your life. And like, there's, it's super not... But it is probably some of the most important years of your life because the things that you discover, like that you love, whether it's, you know, sports or music or a band or like, you know, skiing, snowboarding, I don't know, anything that you fall in love with in high school is probably going to be something that you carry with you into adulthood, especially music. Like, whatever you were listening to in high school is going to be forever, like, Immortalized and take you back to this like super crazy nostalgic time, and you're probably always gonna love it. Maybe not the time, but definitely the songs. I mean, I hear songs that I used to bawl my eyes out to that are so depressing, and I'm like, oh my god, I remember that. Oh my god, depression, but it's like weirdly like this more sweet than bitter memory, and like those times super sucked. So it's just weird how nostalgia can just put this foggy haze over everything and make it look really pretty, and you're like when you were in it, I mean, I swear to God, I felt like the world was ending at all times, and now I'm just like, oh my God, what a romantic time. I was just so, such a depressed artist, and yeah, what the fuck? Why does that happen? Like, why is it the, like, further away we get from something, the better it looks? Relationships, anything. I mean, if I'm walking towards you, and like, I don't have makeup on, I probably look better from far away than I do up close, and that's exactly what nostalgia does as well. Although my skin has been doing pretty well because I've been doing my skincare routine. So I've been wearing less makeup. Also sidebar, I am so excited that it is trendy to wear less makeup now. Like that's the trend is to just do less. And oh my God, my skin is thanking like the universe for it. And also I just am like not buying as much makeup. So I love that total, total sidebar there. So high school wasn't, The best years of my life, but it really, really mattered. And that's when I started really taking music seriously. That's when I met all my first industry connections. That's how I went to Nashville for the first time and just discovered so much about myself, even when I didn't realize that I was. And I think that's when I got my work ethic because in high school, I had a really non-traditional high school experience. um, a because i was doing music all the time and like sometimes i'd like play a show and then have to go to school the next morning at like 6:30 a.m. and i would have been out till like you know really late playing a show and that's just like not a normal thing but also my senior year of high school um i turned 18 right before it and moved out the week i turned 18 like out of my mom's house and i was just really independent. And, um, I didn't, I didn't like the house I grew up in. It wasn't in a great neighborhood and, um, I just didn't want to be there. And I tried so hard to get my mom to move and she just wouldn't. And I am very much so the kind of person where I'm like, well, I can't tell you what to do, but I can control what I'm going to do. So I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like this place. So I'm just going to leave. And I did. And um, in retrospect, a little fucking aggressive on my part, but I don't think I'd change anything. I'm really glad that my first time living on my own wasn't in Nashville because that would be a little freaky because it's just such a big city. Like I lived half a mile down the street from my mom. So that was a nice little like sort of dipping my toe into full on adulthood before I had to do it. But it was weird because I remember moving into the, my like new place. And then, um, I went to summer camp cause I went to summer camp, kindergarten through, um, senior year. And so I had to go back after having like, you know, these three weeks of being a total adult and doing my own thing and then having like all these rules at summer camp. And I just felt so weird. I was like, wait, you're taking my cell phone. Like, I What? And and it was just a really bizarre experience. And so school was, I mean, I barely went to school my senior year of high school because I graduated early, but I finished, um, I only needed like two credits for these two separate classes. Um, So I did, I would go to school from 7 a.m. to 10.50 a.m. every day, catch the bus at 10.55, like literally run out of class and then go to work from 11 to four at one place and then go like four thirty, take another bus and do four thirty to nine at another place. And that was like most of my, my days of the week. And it was crazy. And like my weekends, like I'd always be working. So I didn't get to go to a lot of football games or do stuff. Like I always had to request off. And like my senior year was just like me working, wanting to move to Nashville and trying to make it happen. Um, I did get to go to prom and walk down, you know, Walk for my graduation, but prom was weird because I hadn't been in school with anybody for months because I finished in January, but like didn't officially graduate till June. And it was just really bizarre. It was really, it was a weird thing to be like, I mean, because you already feel in between when you're a senior or when you're 18 and like you're getting ready to start college or whatever. But I felt so in between because I, you know, was totally on my own paying my own bills and all of that but then would have to like go to high school or then like go hang out with my high school friends at their parents house and it just was like really weird it was a weird time
4: i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step
3: and um i've grown apart from a lot of my high school friends um i think there's this i think there's really a lot of value in old friends but i also think that sometimes People stay friends with someone who's really toxic just because of how long they've been in their lives. And a big lesson I've learned recently is that I can be friends with somebody and not have to be best friends with them. I don't have to give somebody access to every part of my heart or every part of my life or even, you know, have like I don't have to take down my boundaries like that person might not get to tell me their opinion on things. And I'm just like, you know, because I don't care and I don't let myself care. Or I might not, um, you know, want to hang out with them all the time because sometimes they're like not nice. Like, but if it's somebody I still care about and want to have a relationship with, like it's possible to do that. And um, I think that's what a lot of adult relationships end up evolving into because, you know, being friends with someone based on proximity is different than being friends with someone by choice. And sometimes, like, you know, those two things, Happen And and like you would be friends with them even like without the proximity. But like for the majority of your high school relationships, I guarantee you've grown apart from them. And people change so much between like 18 and 25. I mean, the second you get a prefrontal cortex, you look back and you're like, holy shit. What the fuck? (laughs) And you just reevaluate everything. But I keep in touch with a lot of my high school friends and I'm on good terms with Most people, I mean, high school drama just doesn't fucking matter now. But um, I got to see some friends from high school this week, which was really fun and always super special. And one of them just got engaged. And like, I'm at this point, I had three of my closest friends get engaged in the past weeks. So it's like, I'm officially entering that time. Like I literally turned 27 and immediately everybody started getting engaged. And I feel like that's the year that millennials start doing it. And then they like wait and are engaged for like three years before they get married. But like, it just happened so fast. (laughs) So that'll be fun. I'll get to go home for some weddings and like, that'll be great now I look for any excuse I can to go home because it really is this beautiful, charming city. But there's still some like really bad memories there. I mean, hello, childhood trauma all happened there. There's reminders on every street corner of like bad things that happened. And like high school's tough on everybody. Even the most popular girl in school has dealt with some dark shit. Even like the person bullying everybody, like they have some dark shit that they had to get through. It's just a weird time where you get all this life experience in a four-year period and nobody knows what to do with it. Nobody knows what they're doing. I mean, we're like children running around like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to figure out how to like function. Um, So yeah, some, some bad shit's going to come with that. And you know, there's there's streets I prefer not to drive down in my hometown. Um, there's places I will absolutely take the long way to avoid. And, um, there's also, it's a really pretty city. So as much as I kind of have to like dodge old ghosts, whether it's people or places, I don't really feel like there's any people I avoid. I mean, there's probably some people that I just like kind of like not be stoked to be stuck in a conversation with, but like, I don't think I dislike anybody. I'm trying to think. I'm too tired to dislike people from that long ago. Does that make sense? I'm just like, oh, I just can't be bothered with like one more person to be pissed at because I have enough on my plate. Like I don't need somebody else to be holding a grudge against. Like I'm, I'll do that for people in the last three years, not the like last 10, which is crazy because I'm like coming up on my 10 year high school, 10 year high school reunion, which will be, that just feels so grown up and like weird. I can't believe that I was 17, 10 years ago blows my mind anyways guys (laughs) going back to portland it's like just so i appreciate it in a completely different way now and i appreciate it in such a different way now and it's probably because you know the trauma's kind of melted down a little bit but also it is such a cool city and it's such a cool place to be from and so i'm like so excited that i got to bring sam back to see it and visit and you know show him this really cool place and it's somewhere that I'm proud to be from. It's a really interesting city. There's a lot of art. I realized after I moved away, like obviously Nashville has a ton of art but for a small city Portland has so much music and so much like art and and so many different things going on and the worst part is the bars close at like midnight so that blows but that's really the only thing I, I really hate about it right now. Um, it has the um third highest vaccination rate in the u.s so go maine for doing the right thing guys um yeah it's like probably the safest place you can be during covid because it's not on the way to anywhere (laughs) like nobody drives through maine i mean to get to canada but we couldn't go to canada so there was literally like it's not on the way to anywhere it's the easternmost part of the u.s or northeastern i think no i think it's the easternmost because it's like a slope anyways, it's, I mean, it's way fucking up there. People think it's Canada all the time. When I moved here, people will like literally be like, Oh, is that in Canada? I'm like, what do they teach you in the South? Like, Oh my God, what are they teaching you that Maine's in Canada and that the civil war is called the war of Northern aggression, neither of which are fucking true guys. (laughs) my aunt was actually a elementary school teacher or middle school teacher in, um, in the South. And she would like tell me the stuff that was in their history books. And I was like, holy fuck, that's just like, so subjectively not what happened. Um, but that's another thing I, I love about Maine is like, I really loved my high school. Cause they had a huge emphasis on the arts and there were, you know, I couldn't afford a piano and there were times that like, I couldn't afford like guitars and amps and stuff like that, but they had them at school that we could use and have access to. And it gave me the opportunity to fall in love with music when I might not have been able to have access to a lot of those things. And we had like little recording rooms that I would use and that was just really, really cool. And it was all down in the basement. So I would always hide there like during lunch and stuff. And they had a guitar elective. So I literally got to go play guitar for an hour and a half every day at school, which was just awesome and probably has a lot to do with like how I got good at guitar, you know, because it just didn't cut into my time doing anything else. And I'm just really thankful to come from a place that cares about things like that.
4: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
7: Make woke AF daily with Danielle Moody. Your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to woke AF Daily Season Five on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And if you go there, oh my god, the food is also amazing. Obviously, you have lobster, and like you can go get lobster that was caught that morning and eat some, eat that, like the day that it was caught, and it absolutely does taste different. Um, it also like has the most restaurants per capita, so even though the population's really small, there's so many fucking restaurants and they're so good. And Maine in the summer is beautiful. It's becoming even more of a tourist destination. A lot of people are moving there um, because a lot more people are telecommuting to work. And um, a lot of people from like New York city and Boston are moving to Portland because it's slightly cheaper and like they can do the back and forth. Cause it's like, under two hours away from boston which is also really cool because boston's a great city um but another cool thing about maine is like it's it's the difference between like like nothing in nashville is really older than the 1800s but the first house i lived in on my own was built in 1760 so it's older than the united states it is literally older than our country it is pre-declaration of independence and it's a it was such a beautiful house and like had all these really cool details definitely super fucking haunted but to have like you have civil war stuff in tennessee which always has like this very dark energy but um in maine you have revolutionary war stuff which is just super fucking cool and um there's all these like old forts and just like stuff is just ancient. Like I didn't really appreciate like how old things were till I moved to Nashville. And also Nashville had like a really massive fire in the late 1800s. And so a lot of the older, you know, structures like burned down. So that's why most things are like post late 1800s here. So if you're a history nerd, Maine is the place for you. Um, I grew up Volunteering at this place called the Neil Dow House, and my mom would volunteer there, and it was a like almost perfectly preserved um, house of a Civil War general who was. Um, started the abolitionist movement actually so you can thank him for um, alcohol not being a thing for a while there Um, but he was a very cool dude like very anti-slavery and um, was just awesome I think he ran for president or something like that but they have all this cool shit and the house literally looks exactly the same like it has like the couches that were there in the 1800s it has like his books and, and then there's this thing called a death mask that they used to do for people maybe in some weird places they still do that um but it's like a plaster cast of your face after you die if you ever want to be horrified google celebrity or like famous people death masks like they george washington's is very weird and it's also interesting because it shows you that he like looks exactly like the paintings and stuff so they did like a you can see what his face actually looked like but so um Mr. General Neil Dow had one and I got to like see it and it's crazy and also there is um it was a part of the Underground Railroad which is really cool and there's like they literally discovered like while me and my mom were volunteering there because I was there all the time and I was homeschooled so I just like go there and like do stuff and um, it was really like kind of a well-kept secret to like super not on purpose it was just kind of like a little hidden gem um in this cool neighborhood and I feel like a lot of people didn't know about the history behind it but um so while we were volunteering there they discovered like an underground thing under a manhole cover that was like where they hid slaves so it was like because the underground railroad obviously was not completely underground um but this part was it was so fucking cool and like I got to like nobody else could fit down there so I had to like I think I was like nine or 10 or something like that. And like, I like went in and like shown a flashlight around and like they took pictures and it was like a really big deal. It was very cool. So I don't know how many other people can say that they've been like in the underground railroad, but something very, very cool about Portland. And there's a lot of awesome history there. And I just, I'm so happy to be back. And there's, just so many random things I miss. There's a bar called Rosie's that I love. They have free popcorn and they always have like a $1 beer and like $2 shot special. I think, I mean, obviously I stop. I stopped counting after I've had, you know, a drink. I'm like, money isn't real. I'm just going to buy things. But then you look at your bar tab and it was like so cheap. But um, there's a picture of me and my brother and I'm drinking beer out of a pitcher and I'd never had a worse hangover than that morning after Rosie's, but that's a great place. Um, My brother had his reception at this place called DeMillo's, which is a floating restaurant. So it's literally just a boat that's permanently docked on the Portland coastline and it's like right downtown and it's just, it's floating and it's always there and it's been open forever and it's really great. It's such a fun experience because you're literally like on a boat. You can like pretend you're on the Titanic. Oh my God, I should do an episode about the Titanic. I don't know if you guys know that about me, but I am obsessed with the Titanic. I've gone to the museum in Vegas three times, I think. Yeah, an excessive amount. So thank you for listening to me be a history nerd. I feel like that's something that people might not know about me. But um, if you ever get the chance to go to Portland, it's amazing. Uh, Anyone's relationship with their hometown is complex. But when Portland comes up, I definitely light up in a way I didn't. Um, and I I definitely have started to appreciate it more the older I've gotten, the further away I've moved and um, it just feels so good because there really is no place like home so thank you guys so much for listening I'm Kaylee Shore and this is Too Much To Say